You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and we are here today uh, with the folks from Remedy, which is a party that's been going on in New York City since 2012. Um, it's Amret and Marie T. We're going to start, they're each going to do their own sets. We're going to start off with Amret, and we're going to get right into the mix with her. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
Thank you.
you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Uh, we're in the studio today with Remedy, which is a New York City party crew. Uh, we've been in the mix for pretty much the past hour with Amaret, and we have uh, Mariah T also here with us. Um, Hi. Welcome, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Hello. for coming down. Um, so you guys have been at it as promoters since 2012? 2011, actually. Um, Mar, maybe you, sh- you should tell the story. He started in um, Denver, actually. The party started in Denver, and then it moved to New York. Uh, yes, I had a friend who moved to Denver, and uh, he just asked me to come and play a party at this club, Vinyl, and he said that he's going to be booking parties there. So we decided to start this night called Remedy. Um, I did two parties at Vinyl in Denver, and... Uh, Decided to move the operation to New York. Uh, I ended up meeting Jenna Orlando, and that's kind of where the remedy progressed further. Did you decide to move to New York because you wanted to move the party here, or you had like other reasons and to move to I, New York? And I didn't really want wanted to move to Denver at the time, and it was like flying there for a party was uh, was a trip. Like pretty and, silly. Uh, <laughs> pretty silly. Yeah. yeah so he w- you were living in Connecticut at the time. Yes, I was living in Connecticut. Oh, okay. so that's, that's the fun oh, okay. part. Okay, so yeah. not exactly a bustling party scene in Denver, really, especially not for techno, real. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was uh, fun. Definitely a smaller vibe, and we, our first party we actually had Equispace live, which was oh, wow. uh, interesting booking at the time. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. And uh, we had Lucas for the second one, but uh, um, I definitely had a good uh, vibe in Denver. It's just small, scene is small. Yeah, yeah. I was there once. We did a bunker showcase at the Great American Techno Festival, which John Templeton does, who was a guest on the the show uh, sometime in the past year, and that was that was a really really good time actually. Um, so over the course of the party, you guys have you've actually booked some pretty huge debuts in New York, right? I mean, you did Recondite. I guess that would be the biggest one. <laughs> After that happened, he just blew up like yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, we actually got Recondite when uh, he was pretty small. I mean, he wasn't—he was just kind of working at the gym and talking to Scuba about releasing on Scuba's label. And then I don't know what happened after that. He just went like up. Well, he yeah. got invited by Richie Houghton to play <laughs> oh, a yeah, party that's, that's in Ibiza, it is. and yeah. then he's actually a really that. nice guy. I'm friends with him. Like, but uh, yeah, he definitely takes his uh, career seriously, right? Any other huge notable debuts? Oh, no, no, not like that. No, not like that. Not. <laughs> were you guys the first to bring Zenker Brothers, or that was? No, no we weren't the first. Zenker Brothers surprise. Well, Dario played Bar Thirteen for Timer and f- like. Oh wow! Or maybe I totally Memo. forgot about that. But now that, that was a long time ago. Yeah, Bar Thirteen. Wow, that feels yeah. like another <clears throat> lifetime, really. But I think we Resolute booked them first as a Zenker Brothers live, and then. We booked them a year later as Zenker Brothers Live too, and that was at a small loft in Greenpoint, which doesn't exist anymore. But the space was awesome, and uh, yeah, we had a really big sound system because that was always the focus of, uh, well, as a remedy, as the party we wanted to promote this like uh, power of like sound mainly to be to feel like comfortable, but not have your ears like ringing afterwards. Yeah, I remember some of the early ones. I think Eric Cloutier was actually one of the first ones, and Patrick Russell being at those ones at the 
pizza spot in Greenpoint. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that place is still around very much. Yeah. You can throw a party there if you want. <laughs> yeah. No. I still. I hear about stuff happening there still. I'm like, wow. I can't. I actually can't believe that that's still going on because that's not a real no. venue. It's mostly a, a bar restaurant. I think they yeah, just sell pizza and yeah. they do parties on the side. Yeah. His pizza is good. Uh, Those are pretty good pizzas. Well, we yeah. <laughs> but it's. Uh, <laughs> Upstairs on so outside, it's not very much uh, available anymore because of the neighbors. Yeah, it's the I, reality. Of that seemed like a thing that cannot be long, yeah, uh, long lasted. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, how I wanted to talk to you guys about some of the challenges promoting parties in New York City, and I think one of the primary ones we can all agree on is uh, finding the right venue. Mm-hmm. And how I guess how has that worked out for you? What are your favorite venues? Um, oh, man. Like, what are you really liking right now? Where's your Does your your ideal venue exist in New York? So I feel like we've thrown a party everywhere. Um, in, in small spaces, obviously. We're a small party. I think we draw most at like 150, 200 people. Um, and we've done Palisades, Sunnyvale, Bad Room, um, now Cape House, uh, loft parties, you know, small loft spaces. Pizza Bobby's, place. Yeah. <laughs> you did so, Trans Picos, right? Trans- or, yes. Did we ever do? I don't Wait, know. Uh, we, were inv- we were involved in a party. Um, okay. Oh, that's at Trans right. Picos. We had a Trans Picos oh, as and a we venue, were but they one. lost the liquor license. So yes, then we, never we were going to do yeah. one. Um, Unfortunately, it's a, we love that venue, but it's. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites in New York. It's, uh, it's very sad that we can't yeah. do parties there anymore. I actually really love to play in the basement. Um, I don't know if you ever partied down there. It was this musty old I, I grandma's think, basement. I don't um, think it was my very last party there, but one of my last ones, we did New Year's Eve and had Lauren Fox and Gavin Russell play down there. Okay. And it was just oh, used wow. their house. I think we used like the full house sound system down there. And it was that sounds it's nice. Awesome. It's yeah. fun. It was yeah. really fun. Very gritty. Um, but yeah, the challenges are that, um, well, first of all, there's a lot of competition. People are booking way ahead in advance, which we, we do now too. Um but also, like, a big problem with the venues that we've had is that they book, um, they double book, so they do an early show and they want to do us as the second show, uh, and it's very stressful. And we're half the time we're trying to do a live show at the same time as we have DJs, yeah, so that switchover is very stressful, and it kind of puts us in an unfortunate position where we kind of have to rush the bands off the stage and <laughs> tell them to get Yeah, out. I've been there and done that and many, many times at the bunker when yeah. you're trying to, and it also like, it forces you to have that later start time, whereas like mm-hmm. you kind of want the 10 p.m. start time, even though people don't show up until midnight, but you tell people the party goes 12 to 4 or 12 to 5 and it just doesn't sound right, yeah. even though that's, most people are actually at the party from like 12 to that 3, is true. 12 to 4. Yeah, and you feel like you can't really charge as much because it's only four hours, right? Yeah. Um, I know some venues are going till five nowadays, <laughs> um, so that's a possibility. But I don't know. I mean, we're always we're always fighting, you know. We're always trying to trying to find new spaces, something that works for us. So we'll see um, how things go with the next event and uh, how things progress in the summertime. So other challenges of promoting parties in New York. You mentioned the competition, the venue thing. Definitely, uh, w- looking for a venue is uh, one of the challenges, but also is trying to stay open later than 4 a.m., which sometimes it doesn't work out with most legal venues. And we used to rent lofts and have huge overheads, but uh, 
Uh, it's kind of hard when you get into overhead with few thousands of dollars, <laughs> and then yeah. It, well, also yeah. when you're you're you have your overhead, you're investing your own money, and then it's not a legal situation. Exactly, so it it's a lot of risk. Shut down, and you're yeah, you're completely screwed. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what happened with the Zenker Brothers parties. That I, I don't. If you look at our RA, it's the Zenker Brothers, and then a year later, another small party, right? right. So <laughs> you can imagine uh, what happened there, and that's because the overhead was just too large. And like you guys, I'm, I wasn't involved at the time, but I know you guys like lost a bunch of money. <laughs> it was a good party, though. <laughs> it was a good party, and it was a good turnout for what it was. Yes. But you you needed like 300 people to like break even or something. Yeah. I've been yeah. there too yeah. many times, losing money on parties. Um, so aside from throwing the parties, Mar, you've been you've started uh, releasing records. You've had a couple come out in the past year or so. Uh, I had uh, my first uh, vinyl release on. Uh this label from Oakland uh, or San Francisco area, Bay Area, called Camp Club, and that was with John Barrera. He did a remix on it. That was my first uh, record. It was more more like a kind of a dubby techno with a remix of John, which kind of turned into this 909 jacking remix and some another track of mine, which was a techno track. But uh, the latest record is definitely an electro. It's, uh, straight up electro record for craft jerks uh i've been a long i'm fan of electro and i feel like it's getting this revival currently so for sure we're just trying to ride a wave if if possible and um is I that is that the one that nina kravitz played yes yes yeah. she played it at the lot radio for uh i guess she likes it <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Very cool. And do yeah. you have um, any upcoming releases you can talk about yet? Yeah, I can projects? talk about. Um, I have a. There's a release with Ananon, which is a duo from Berlin, who we also booked last year in the summer, um, and uh, that will be coming out on Pinkman, which is basically me and Ananon on uh, Pinkman, which is the Dutch electro. You guys did a noise. Pinkman party, right? We did. We did a Pinkman label showcase with Drug Culture and uh, Marsman, who's uh, strictly DJ, but he's an amazing DJ. Like, yeah, I mean, I would imagine one of the other challenges you guys must have because you you do really cool lineups that I think appeal to a lot of us like much nerdier fans people who are maybe more even into records than podcasts and stuff and you have the expense of bringing these people in without the huge draw yeah, of a giant yeah. dj which is i applaud you for doing that because most people ba just basically don't i think because of some of the other problems you've talked about earlier with all the competition like mm -hmm. you really want to stick out and even though you know you're booking the best music it can be very difficult yeah you can i feel like we sometimes get stuck in our heads and um just imagine these people to be much larger than they are. <laughs> yeah, because we're like, what do you, so what do you mean they're not huge? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean nobody knows who Daniel Cosmo is? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Everyone does. Um, yeah. But actually, we came across that uh, recently. So I've been loving this artist, Electronome, for a while. And he's released on Murder Capital and Vulex, IF's labels, um, right. and Bunker uh, from the, the Hague. And uh, we were like, oh yeah, we should book him, you know, we, you know, he, he, everyone knows who Electronome is, <laughs> but then you just, you do a little bit of research online and, and I don't know. I mean, people know, um, 
but people maybe, heard the tracks yeah, here and yeah, there. Yeah, and people have heard the... his music and they know his music, but they may not know the name so much. Um, but anyway, we, we definitely want to promote those kinds of people, um, people that have huge influences on us, basically. And we want to hear them live. You know, we want to bring them here to hear them. <laughs> it's like a selfish thing, too. Yeah, well, I feel like when you book that, somebody on that level who maybe isn't playing quite as often... Uh, they're really going to play their heart out and do something special at your party. I think it's more likely for that to happen than with the really established and huge artists who are doing this weekend in and weekend out mm -hmm. for a living who, of course, they're going to play a good set as well, but it just, every gig doesn't mean as much to them. It just can't. Yeah. So totally. that works out in your favor. And another benefit is that people just want to play New York, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you can get a discount for that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten that discount many times, especially in the past <laughs> for the bunker when it was very small. And I was like, I can't really pay you very much, but I have a room at my loft and you can stay and you can check out New York. And that's, of course, I mean, I'm doing that now, going to China and India and these places where there's not a lot of money, but it's yeah. an experience right. to go and do exactly. this. It's exciting. Um, so maybe we should get back into the mix with... Uh, Rohe and uh, I guess are you going to play some of your own productions in this set or I have um, your test pressing if you want to I mean, you don't have to <laughs> no pressure it's just be cool to hear actually, them actually I will play um, uh, I'll play one unreleased track that I really love it's my favorite track of mine but uh, uh, no label wants to release it so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they will after <laughs> yeah man get it out there yeah. Um, okay, so we're, we're in the studio with Remedy. This is The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Stay tuned.
Listening to the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Remedy. That was uh, Marari AT for the past hour and Amaret at the beginning of the show. Thanks for joining us, you two. Thank you so really much. Incredible. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, it's great. Is really fun. Really incredible music. And we'll be back on the air in two weeks 
on May 18th in the New York studio with Intergalactic Gary. And then May 22nd through the 26th, we'll be doing a daily edition of the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio live from Detroit. So uh, lots of action coming up. Stay tuned for all of that. Thanks for tuning in. We still have a few minutes left here. This has been the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.